to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio. Send feedback via the contact form on our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy this program, please consider subscribing to our podcast for just $5 a month at iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. Mondays, it's the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals, it's the Blue Beetle. This episode originally aired on May 15th, 1940, and this is part one and two of Smashing Dope Ring. upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. The mysterious, all-powerful character was a problem to the police. A crusader for law. In reality, Dan Garrett, a rookie patrolman, loved by everyone but suspected by none of being the Blue Beetle. As the Blue Beetle, he hides behind a strange mask and a suit of impenetrable blue chain armor, flexible as silk, but stronger than steel. Today's episode of the Blue Beetle sends the Blue Beetle swooping down on a group of powerful underworld characters whose racket is dope. Will he be able to ferret them out? Can he hope to cope with this mysterious ring of ruthless men single-handed? Can he discover their leader and bring him to justice? As our story opens, our hero, Dan Garrett is visiting his friend and secret advisor, Dr. Franz, who operates a little apothecary shop in one of the great city's side streets. He is restlessly pacing the floor in Dr. Franz's living room. Look, Doc, why does there have to be so much red tape in police work? Well, Danny, every organization has to have rules and regulations. That makes for efficiency. Yes, but the criminals and the crooks we're set to catch aren't bound up in rules and regulations. You know, I like police work, but I also crave action. You seem to get plenty of it as the Blue Beetle. I worry about you, Danny. The terrible risks you take. These crooks and gangsters are vicious, cold-blooded killers. They'd have no mercy on you if they caught you. I can take care of myself. Besides, that suit of blue chain armor you made me in that mask are a great protection. I hope they never catch you without it. Or ever discover who the Blue Beetle really is. I'm afraid it would mean the end of Patrolman Dan Garrett. Well, after all, Doc, you're the only one who knows. Even Mannequin is always saying what he'd do if he caught the Blue Beetle. Mm, uh, he's the officer on the beat next to yours, isn't he? Yes, he was my father's pal. I see. He got me on the police force after my father was killed by a gangster's bullet. And uh, doesn't he suspect at all? No, he doesn't. He's a good cop, but he's not very heavy above the ears. But, uh, what's that newsboy crying? Something about a movie star committing suicide. Wait, I'll go get a paper. Hey, look at this, Doc. 
Sandra Beaumont, the movie actress, committed suicide last night. The paper says she left a note on a dressing table which said, Dope has become my master. No longer can I live without it. This is the end. Let my fate be a warning to all. What do you think of that, Doc? I think it's tragic, Danny. So do I. I'm going to do something about that dope racket right now. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to ask the commissioner to put me on special assignment to try and uncover the leaders of that dope ring in this city. Uh, you'd better be careful, Dan. They'll stop at nothing. Well, I can't uncover them as Patrolman Dan Garrett. I'll get them as the Blue Beetle. As our next scene opens... Patrolman Dan Garrett, Mike Mannigan, and Charlie Stahl, mace reporter of the York City Sun, are standing on the corner watching a hotel suspected of being the Dope Ring's headquarters. Uh-huh. That's the place, all right. Somebody tipped off my paper. Why don't we go in and raid the place? What, just the two of us? Sure. Don't be silly. We've got no evidence. The commissioner wants evidence. That's our job. To watch everybody that goes in and comes out of that place. Me? I like action. So do I. Hey, look. Where? That shabbily dressed man there. He just came out of that side entrance and gave a cigarette to that kid standing there. So what? Looks like the kid gave him some money for it. He's a dope peddler. He's selling dope cigarettes, marijuana. Marijuana? Boy, here's where I make a pinch. Hey, you there, I want to talk to you. Come on, get me, Oh, yeah? You got to travel fast to get away from me, brother. Go get him, Danny. I'll signal Clancy on the next beat. He'll head him off at the intersection. Look, Danny's diving for him. He's got him. Boy, that was a flying tackle. Uh -huh, sure what? Hey, look. That car there. There's a machine gun. Look out, Danny! I'm going to take a shot with my revolver as they pass. Yeah. Look down behind those askers, Johnny. I'm already done. Missed them, Bagari. Did you get the license number of that car she passed? Yep. CB83725. It's probably a stolen car. Hey, what about Dan and the dope peddler? Those murderers get him? Looks like it. They're both stretched out in the street. You phone for the ambulance while I have a look. Okay. I'll phone my paper at the same time. Boy, what a story. Come on, now. Come on here. Break it up. Break it up, Dan. Give him there. Hey, let's have a look at him. Huh. Oh, they sure got this guy. He looks like a sieve. Sure, and he'll never sell no more dope cigarettes to kids. He's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Look at the blood, will you? Yeah, look at him. That guy here looks like he's dead, too. Danny. Danny, it's Mannigan. Uh, how are you doing, Danny? What happened? Where's the dope peddler? He's dead. You tackled him and some trigger men in a car machine gunned you both. Oh, I remember now. I saw the car coming. Are you bad hurt? I don't know. I can't feel much. I'm numb all over. Well, here's the ambulance. Uh, you'll get a swell ride to the hospital, Danny. And maybe a citation from the commissioner for bravery in action. Doctor, will Patrolman Dan Garrett leave? Well, it's very doubtful, Commissioner. An operation is necessary to remove the bullet. But he's so weak from loss of blood. Yeah, that's doubtful. tough. He's one of my best men. Due for promotion soon. A message for you, Doctor. Oh, thank you. Pardon me, Commissioner. Yes, sir. Mm. Well, this should be interesting to you, Commissioner. Read it. Yeah, let me see. If my blood is the right type, 
I would like to volunteer as a blood donor for the brave officer Garrett. Uh, why, this is signed by my daughter. Precisely. She's convalescing here from her accident. Well, she's almost recovered, Commissioner. Yes, but, Doctor, is she strong enough? I think so. Then by all means, let her do it. I'm fond as well as proud of Dan Garrett. He's a fine boy, like his dad before him. It'll also make my daughter very happy. I have a sneaking suspicion she likes young Garrett. The commissioner daughter of Mary's blood proved to be the right type and the transfusion was performed. Later, Danny was operated upon and a machine gun bullet removed from his abdomen. For days, he hovered between life and death. Then one night when all was quiet... A strange man slipped by the nurse and stood beside Dan's bed. Dan? Dan Garrett? Who is it? Who's calling Dan Garrett? It is I, Dr. Franz, your friend. I've got something for you. Hello, Doc. Now listen, Danny. I want you to take this capsule. It's my secret 2X formula. It will bring you a speedy recovery. Sure, I'm positive. My formula will save your life. Restore you to health in 24 hours will also give you greater vitality, keener eyesight, almost superhuman mentality, and it will give you abnormal strength. You'll be a tough hombre when you get out of here. Well, give it to me. I've got to get out of here. There's important work to be done, and I've got to do it. to the surprise of everyone, Dan Garrett was completely recovered. From Mike Manigan and Mary Donnelly, the commissioner's daughter who came to visit him, he learned that the commissioner had ordered extensive raids on all opium dens in the city. At one place, they told him, the police had been blown to bits by dynamite planted by the dope ring before they fled. Dan insisted on being released from the hospital and restored to duty. By mid-afternoon, he's back on his beat, fully recovered to health and strength by Dr. Franz's magic formula. That night, he visits the little apothecary shop of Dr. Franz. Hello, Doc. Hello, hello, Danny. Well, my 2X formula worked, didn't it? It sure did. Hey, have a look at this. Hmm, a bullet, huh? Yeah, that came out of me. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's have a look at it under the microscope. Uh, wait till I close up shop. Uh, pull down the shades, will you, while I lock the door? All right. There. Now... Now we'll just give this bullet the once-over under the microscope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. What is it, Doc? Have you got something? I think so. This bullet was fired from a show-show. A show-show? What's that? Why, that's what the soldiers in the last World War called a certain type of French machine gun because they couldn't pronounce the real name. Boy, that ought to be easy to trace. There can't be many of those in this town. Got any ideas? Well, uh, there's a French novelist by the name of Philip Radin who collects interesting firearms as a hobby. He might know something about this gun. Out into the night went Dan Garrett on the trail of the murder gun. But a change, Dan Garrett. No longer is he in the blue uniform of the city's finest. He wears blue... But it's the blue chain armor of the Blue Beetle. The Blue Beetle! 
Drop that gun, Raiden. I've got you covered. It's no use, Raiden. Your bullet can't pierce this chain armor I'm wearing. I'm sorry to be so rough, Raiden. But I wanted that gun of yours. Now pick yourself up. That's better. I see you recognize my little calling card. The sound of my magic ray machine and the little beetle always signifies the presence of the blue beetle. You... You frightened me, monsieur. I fired for nervousness. I had no desire to injure the blue beetle. I see. Oui, monsieur. Uh, what is it you desire? I understand you have an interesting collection of firearms. Oh, I make the hobby of collecting unusual firearms, monsieur. Do you own a show-show automatic machine gun? Oui, monsieur. You have the only one in the city, I believe. Oh, perhaps, monsieur. I... I do not know. I'd like to see it. Certainly, monsieur. Right uh, this way. And no funny business. Monsieur, I am not in the mood for uh, what you call these uh, funny business. Good. Now, here you are, monsieur. This is the gun cabinet. The show-show, uh, she is... Monsieur, she is gone. Gone? Oui, monsieur. Always she is here in this place. Come on, Raiden. Your pretended surprise sounds funny to me. I Cut it out, Quincy. Maybe you're on the level then again. Maybe you're not. I'll just dust this door for fingerprints and take a photograph. Now, you stand over there and don't make any false moves. Now, let me see. A little here. Some more here. Several fingerprints. Some of them yours, of course. Bring that floor lamp over here while I photograph it. Now, hold it steady. That's right. Oh. That's got it. Well, you find something? Maybe yes and maybe no. Now, you get this straight, Redden. If you want to finish that novel or whatever you were typing when I came in, just forget you ever saw the Blue Beetle. Well, I assure you, monsieur, I, I have no wish Good. To be... If you're on the level, you're safe. If you're not, well, the next time you meet the Blue Beetle, it'll be just too bad. Whom will the Blue Beetle call upon next? Whose fingerprints were on the doors of the gun case? Is Radon, the French novelist, a member of the dope ring? Let's look in on police headquarters. The time is close to midnight. Manigan is holding down the desk while the sergeant is out for a bite to eat. <laughs> sure, and I wish the sergeant would get back. I'd like me little trundle bed and some shirt eye. <laughs> Take it easy, Manigan. You won't get hurt. You always wanted to meet the blue beetle. Well, here he is. No use to struggle. The blue beetle is stronger than you are. I'll just stuff this handkerchief in your mouth and then tie you up. And I'll carry you into the room where you keep the fingerprint files. There you are. Now, over my shoulder you go. up there, Daisy. Here we are. Now, just lie there like a good little boy. I want to examine these files. Let me see. Type 27B, 28B, 29, 30, 31B. Yes, that looks like it. Fingerprints of Joe Bugs Magotti, and here's his photograph. Yes, Mr. Bugs Magotti, those are your fingerprints, all right. You're the guy that stole that murder gun. Well, Mr. Bugs McGotty, you're going to get nipped by the Blue Beetle and nipped hard. Reach for the ceiling, Mr. Blue Beetle. 
Ah, the beautiful daughter of the police commissioner. Don't move. I'll shoot if you do. I have no intention of moving unless it's to step within the aura of such a charming person as yourself, Miss Dunley. What are you doing here? And why is your gagged and tied up Officer Mannequin there? I'm here to obtain evidence against the opium gang your father is trying to round up. I tied up Officer Mannequin there to prevent his interfering. Why didn't you enlist his aid? After all, he's working on this case. The Blue Beetle works alone. But how do I know you're working for rather than against my father? Well, if my charming captor will lower that toy revolver which he's holding in an untoo-steady hand, the Blue Beetle will tell her something to gladden her father's heart. Very well. But don't try any tricks. Not a trick, my dear young lady. Now listen. I promise you that before daylight, your father will have the opium gang under lock and key, together with enough evidence to convict them. How do I know you'll keep your promise? Let this seal my promise. Oh. Good night, my sweet. I'd like to linger after that kiss, but the Blue Beetle has a duty to perform. Take me with you, Blue Beetle. Let me stand by your side when you... He's gone. Maybe to die alone. No, I can't let him. I must help him. I must, I must. Like a bloodhound on the trail once he gets the scent, the Blue Beetle sped on his mission. And like the bloodhound, he'll never let up till he runs his quarry to earth. But close on his heels goes the commissioner's daughter, determined to have a part in the roundup of the nefarious gang of dope peddlers. Little did she know that close behind, as she hurried down the darkened street, a car was slowly following her. There she goes. That's the commissioner's girl. Let's never now. Wait. Wait till she passes that streetlight. Now. Out you go. Don't make it snappy and keep it quiet. Okay, boss. Uh, excuse me, lady. What? I... Who are you? Grab her. Come on. Oh, let me go. Let me go. Here's the car. Oh, I'll stick this gag in her mouth. Now open the door. We got her, boy. All right, come on in. Uh, the commissioner will pay big dough to get his darling daughter back alive. <laughs> locate the hideout of the dope ring? Will he be able to collect enough evidence to convict them? Through the silent night down by the waterfront, two powerful cars are speeding along. The first car is full of men, hard-looking men, desperate men, killers all. But who is this lone occupant of the second car? Ah, yes, it is the Blue Beetle. That looks like the car that passed me the day I was machine gunned. I'll just follow her. It may lead me to the dope peddler's hangout. They suspect me. They've got a machine gun pointing out of the rear. There it goes. I better give them a ruffle with my synchronized machine gun before they shoot away my windshield. I hope the shatterproof glass is good, but I don't know how good. All right, you rats. How do you like this? I must have got that driver. Their car's zigzagging. Oh, now they're speeding up. Well, here we go again. They're slowing down. They're turning into that warehouse. That's my gang, all right. Just the spot I was headed for. Now, Mr. Bugs Muscati, for the final showdown. Closing the iron doors of the warehouse. I'll soon blast them open those special bombs Dr. Franz made for me. All right, you mugs, don't close that door. I'll blow you all the kingdom come. That little beetle, what's he got in his hand? That's a bomb. Oh, I thrill him. Go ahead, Joe McGotty. Go ahead and shoot. I recognize you. 
Your bullets can't hurt the blue beetle. <laughs> what did I tell you? Now it's my turn. Here goes your door. And I'm coming right in and mop up. Here I come. You better drop your guns or I'll let you have another bomb. Get me down here. Sit here, boy. Put that in front of us. Right to the shield. Okay, wise guy, blue beetle. Toss your little bomb and blow the police commissioner's daughter to kingdom come along with us. They've got Mary Donnelly. Stop bluffing, Magotti. You can't fool me. She's not the commissioner's daughter. She's one of your mob and she goes with you. I'll give you three seconds to drop your gun. One. Two. Okay, Bill You win. Now release the commissioner's daughter. And get those hands up. He's double-crossed That's more like it. Now, Miss Donnelly, here's some handcuffs. Slip them on those gangsters and bring me their guns. All right. That's better. Now, Miss Donnelly, you keep those men covered while I have a look around. That's a nice collection of dope you've got in these cans here. Here comes the law. Wait until the DA gets through with you. There'll be a few less criminals in this world. Blue Beetle, you saved my life. These men were holding me for ransom. My father will reward you handsomely. The Blue Beetle seeks no reward, Miss Donnelly. He seeks only justice. Justice for the underdog and safety for the citizens of this great city. Now, you take this gun and keep those mugs covered. The police will be here any minute. I have no desire to meet them. But who are you? Please tell me. I can only tell you this. I'm the man who kissed you twice in one night. Oh. My respects to your father, Miss Donnelly. Tell him the blue people will always be at his service and running down criminals of all kinds. motor car sped the Blue Beetle, leaving the commissioner's daughter on guard over Bugs McGarty and his band of criminals. But close behind him speeds another car, a police car. Will the Blue Beetle be overtaken and unmasked? Ahead, a stoplight is changing from green to red. Will the Blue Beetle defy the traffic regulations to avoid discovery? Or will he obey the rules of safe driving? himself. I've been following you for a mile. I thought I'd catch you at this stoplight. Come on, me bucko. I'll ride the running board back to the police station. And no funny business or I'll blow your brains out. So it's you again, Officer Manigan. I'd love to take you for a ride. No, no, not ever. It's me that's taking you for a ride. I saw you drive out of that warehouse back there, so you were in with those dope peddlers. That's nice figuring, Officer Manigan. It'll be Detective Manigan after I turn you in. Now get going, Mr. Blue Beetle. Bad, Manigan. We have to take such a lonely winding road along the waterfront. Listen, Mr. Blue Beetle. The slightest move and you'll be Mr. Dead Beetle. Oh, yeah? Listen, you're interfering with my work, Patrolman Manigan. So there you go. Right off the running board into the river. Have a nice swim for yourself until you cool off. Good night, Detective Manigan. So the mysterious and thrilling character known as the Blue Beetle, after rounding up a gang of criminals, slips away to let the police take credit for cleaning up the dope racket. The next morning, Patrolman Dan Garrett drops in for a visit with Dr. Franz. 
Well, Danny, I, I see you let the police take all the credit again. Sure. I can't let my buddies down. According to newspaper reports, your friend Mannigan got tossed into the river by some of the gangsters whom he had captured single-handed. So that's his story. <laughs> that ain't the way I heard it. <laughs> I'll bet the Blue Beetle had something to do with it. Well, you'd win your bet. You know, when I met him this morning, he had the sniffles. And he said he caught a cold. So I asked him if he'd been in swimming without his sweater. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and didn't he get wise to the swimming gag? Yeah, after a minute. He wanted to know how I knew he'd been in the water. I told him I heard it from one of the boys. Hey, Doc, have you heard the latest news? Why, no, no. Uh, what is it? Well, the authorities have got wind of a plot to sabotage that new Army pursuit plane that's being tested tomorrow out of the flying field. Sabotage? That's my speed. Maybe I can get him the detail to the flying field. So long, Doc. I gotta get over to headquarters. Some nation is envious of Uncle Sam's superiority in the manufacture of aircraft. What will happen at the airfield? Will the Blue Beetle be able to uncover this plot in time? Will he be able to run the criminals to earth? Those are all questions which will be answered in the next edition of the Blue Beetle. And now here's the Blue Beetle himself to say a few words. The story you've just heard should teach you the value of never giving up. Sometimes things are pretty tough. But don't ever be discouraged. Whether it's a business task or a school chore, the men and women of today and the men and women of tomorrow should stick to their jobs. You will always find a way out. Something will always turn up. Or a friend will lend a helping hand. Like Dr. Franz in my case. So just keep trying. feature appearing in Mystery Men Comics magazine. The Blue Beetle is on the air twice a week on this same station. Consult the broadcast schedule in your local newspapers and don't forget to listen in. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. You know, in 1940, the Blue Beetle is stomping out the very dangerous drug of marijuana. And 83 years later, dispensaries are popping up around every corner where you can go in and freely buy it. Man, have times changed. Now, there isn't a whole lot of info about this radio series. And what I have found isn't very consistent. As best as I can gather, the show ran from May 15th to September 13th, 1940. And it began as 30-minute shows consisting of uh, two 13-minute segments, which were aired together. And it was aired twice a week on Wednesdays and Fridays. And eventually, it was only slotted for two 15-minute segments a week, so only one two-parters would air in a week. Now, the show would star Frank Lovejoy as the title character, but he would remain only for about 10 to 13 episodes, depending on where you read. An uncredited actor would replace him for the remainder of the series. Now, there are three incarnations of the character, the Blue Beetle. 
The first one is Dan Garrett, which is the one we will be listening to. The second was Todd Cord, a former student of Dan Garrett in the comics, who is given the responsibility of the Blue Beetle when Garrett is killed in battle. And the final one is Jamie Reyes, who is a teenager, and his story is much more entwined with the DC Universe. In fact, it's Jamie Reyes' story that is the reason we are doing this short-lived radio series, because it's part of the DC Extended Universe. Blue Beetle will be getting a live-action film scheduled to be released on August 18th of 2023. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Spotify, Apple, or Google. We're also on Stitcher, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio, or by listening right from our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy our program, please make sure you rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so by visiting iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. Tomorrow we'll play a new episode of My Favorite Husband starring Lucille Ball and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.